Welcome to the Be Kind Podcast with your host, Joe Kirkner, presented by the Animal Advocates of South Central Pennsylvania. Welcome, everybody, to the Be Kind Podcast. We're part of the Animal Advocates' mission to create a more compassionate world for all living creatures, whether those creatures are living in the springtime, wintertime, summertime, or fall. They're all great and deserve to be loved, and we are joined on this Early, early spring. Winter's over. Congratulations, everyone. By John, again, my co-host. Hello, everybody. And I'm sorry if I don't say your name correctly. Johnita? Johnita, you got it. Johnita. <laughs> Excellent. All right. It's going to be a good day. <laughs> so, Johnita, uh, people know John and I hopefully fairly well at this point, but could you introduce yourself and tell a little bit about what takes up most of your time and in your vegan journey? Sure. So thank you so much for having me on the show. First and foremost, I'm Janira. I'm known by a few names, Janira the Plant Strong Diva, Mama Ja, or just Ja, or Janira, whatever you want to call me. (laughs) (laughs) I am, first and foremost, I'm a mother uh, of three little vegan kids, two eight-year-olds and a two-year-old and a dog. He's not vegan though. Um, I've don't know how to navigate that. And I just spread love and joy to people where I can. I am a entrepreneur. I have a business, it's Mama Jaws LLC, and which focuses uh, primarily now on our signature seasoning. So we have uh, Mama Jaws Adobo, and it's an all-purpose seasoning. It goes on pretty much anything that you can imagine, savory, Really, it's just a gift to be able to provide it. And then I also tie into my spirituality. Um, and I, you know, pour good intentions into it. I, um, you know, with the full and the new moon. So it's a really, really good time. I'm really enjoying the expansion of this uh, growing business. And I would, I think, uh, people would maybe categorize it as like a micro influencer. (laughs) I have a small but very engaged audience of people on Instagram and Facebook that I share my journey openly with, my journey in motherhood, my journey in life, my journey in food, health, well-being, just be the light that I am openly. So yeah, that's that's me. Well, I love the answer to my question because listeners may notice I very rarely ask what people do because then people just tell me their job and sometimes it's interesting, but sometimes I feel people are actually all the time. I feel like people are more than just what their day job is or night job, depending on what kind of profession you're in. And I think you just encapsulate that perfectly, how everything interweaves and interconnects, whether it's your uh, dietary habits, your spirituality, your entrepreneurship, your family life, even just your outlook, it all intertwines and connects and it makes us the complex creatures we are. Absolutely, absolutely. It um I think that's my journey into veganism kind of naturally progressed that way because um I was becoming more conscious and aware of myself of how I was feeling, how what I was consuming, what I was giving myself, uh what I wasn't, what I needed, which you know, all of those things, the way you uh pour into yourself or conscious of yourself is the way that you navigate in your world, you know, and the people that are closest to you, your family members, 
um, if you if you have work life, you know, your coworkers, things of that nature. And I just started wanting to know more about, like, what I was putting in my body, what was good for me, what would help me feel good, um, not just my physical body, but also my mental, emotional body, you know, the gut and the and the brain, how they kind of coincide, what would they, how they coincide with one another. In my research, it just kept coming up like a whole food, plant-based diet, whole food, plant-based diet, whole food, plant-based diet. And I was like, oh, what is, you know what I mean? Because I, I didn't grow up that way, you know, like... Um, I'm Puerto Rican. We ate a lot of, you know, a lot of animal products, a lot of different ways, um, lots of flavor. You know, when I look back in my um, in my eating habits, my prior eating habits, it was like the flavor was like amazing out of this world. But like all of the stuff that it was doing to me was also out of this world in a way that I did not want to experience. So um, I gave it a go, and I felt amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm a very athletic person, you know, and I, I love to move my body. And at that time, I was, like, doing a lot of, like, heavy weightlifting. So, like, in the traditional, like, uh, gym culture, it'd be like, eat a bunch of protein, eat a bunch of protein, a protein. And I was, like, eating, like, ridiculous amounts of food, uh, like, animal food products that were just, like, I didn't feel great. And then once I changed my diet, like, I was smashing my workouts. I was feeling amazing. I was really clear-headed. My, I didn't have problems with my stomach or my skin. And, like, that conscious consumption really helped, I feel like, clear my mind in a way that it was easier to let go of things that weren't good for me um, in a lot of different areas and aspects of my life, like, you know, quitting my job for four years. I'm like, you know what? Forget you guys. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I'm not treated well here because if I'm going to be looking at animals, you know, as they are, as sentient beings who, are, uh, who, who just want to live and have a good life, I'm a part of that also. You know what I mean? So it's like I am worthy and deserving of a good life. That goes into for what I eat. That goes into what I you know, watch, uh, how I engage with social media. Cause that can't, you know, always is not always like a great and awesome place. <laughs> and, you know, just what I put into myself and then how I can give back because I do have kids, um, a big part of my, like continuing my transition because like, I didn't have the beliefs and the ideologies of veganism for the first little bit when I was plant-based because I just, I, I needed more reasons and more reasons why my, after my health and well-being, my secondary reason was like environmental impact because I'm thinking of my children, like there, what is going to be here left for them? You know, when, when you're a parent or when you have people that are younger than you or you mentor, you think about, you really start thinking about the future outside of your lifetime and wanting to be a good steward of the earth while we're here. And then I went further down into the vegan uh, rabbit hole, you know, like in the videos and YouTubes and earthlings. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this because you don't you don't think about it. You know what I mean? It's not there. It's not in your face until it is until you like really actually look for it and want to know more. And um, 
look for that information. We have, as a society, been programmed on what to eat, how to, you know, function in a society, what is acceptable, what is non-acceptable. And um, I don't give fault for any of our times, like in our journeys, till we get to where we are or where we're going on how we look at our food systems. Um, because in all areas and aspects of food systems, whether you're participating in ethological or uh, way or, you know, just being trying to be a conscious consumer, it's like there is, there's almost no conscious uh, consumption under capitalism and capitalism is held up by white supremacy. And so is, you know, the way we participate in a- animal agriculture. So like, I can't fault a majority of people. I don't get angry at people who are not there yet. All I try to do is just be myself and be open about where my journey has brought me and hope to that like that allow that to be a magnet for other people just to like be as a conscious consumer as humanly possible in their regard like i've i've been vegan and homeless with children and that's not easy and i was like super blessed because like where i'm at now like where it differs between like in pennsylvania and here in denver is there is a a large focus on food justice I, i really feel within the community not saying that there's not in uh in in pennsylvania or in the central pennsylvania area but just what I've experienced, being able to have access to food, uh, eliminating food waste as another part of a con- being a conscious consumer, uh, you know, rescuing food from grocery stores that instead of it going to waste, like it's getting, you know, um, distributed to families around front range. So it, it's real, like having access to that, like really saved me and like having knowledge around food. Uh, that's another thing. We're not like as a society in schools and stuff, we're taught the like, food pyramid. So um, you get indoctrinated that dairy is a part of your your diet and that meat is a part of your diet. And what I, you know, came to the conclusion of between like research and my own like anecdotal, like my life experience was like this stuff's really not good for you. And these these systems, like the big food system, uh, big pharma, they all make money under this capitalistic society and where we have community suffering and seeing the health disparities between a community that has access and resources and communities that don't and like having lived experience in both of those arenas and being able to like you know being blessed to advocate for myself and having other people within the community that I'm connected to who advocate for that for others so um, sorry, that was like, I, <laughs> I went off on a little bit of a tangent there. <laughs> no, that was great. I, you said some really amazing stuff there. Um, especially, I love that you're like trying to get food that's, you know, kind of about to go bad and stuff and just helping get that food out to people that really need it. That's, that's amazing. Following back to your family and stuff, you mentioned your children are vegan. Were they completely born that way? Like when you were going through that, you know, birthing process were they ve- <laughs> were they vegan the whole time like their whole lives um one third of my children are vegan from conception so okay. i have i have a i have a bit of an age gap in my babies i have mm-hmm. two eight-year-olds and a two-year-old so when the eight-year-olds were about two and a half three between that age that's when i was starting to transition and i was like it was like maybe like two months into me transitioning to be like wow this is really a lifestyle for me i'm like i'm not if i'm not comfortable with it for myself i'm not comfortable with it for my children 
So um, we they were transitioned then, and then my baby, I was vegan. You know, my pre- my whole pregnancy, and he's born vegan and healthy and strong and intelligent and sweet and cute as a button. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and they all have great hair. <laughs> I don't know if vegan is veganism or genetics, but they all do have great hair. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I'm interested in hearing a little bit about is way back in the early minutes of this episode, you mentioned your spirituality, how that factors into basically everything you do as well. Could you talk a little bit about your spiritual beliefs and how veganism plays a part in that? We just had a Christian pastor on the show last week, so I'm curious to see an alternative view of religion and spirituality in relation to veganism. Oh, yeah, that's a really cool question. Um, for me, like, I I don't subscribe to any religion. Like, I was born in, like, in the church and raised in the church. And I think there's a lot of great aspects to Christianity and all religions. But for myself, I, over the years, I have progressively delved deeper into my indigenous spirituality and just being connected with the earth. You know, my my ancestry is Afro-Indigenous with a sprinkle of colonizer in there because, like, shit happens. And <laughs> Christopher Columbus was not a great person. So <laughs> just please, shouting that out for my Indigenous ancestors and my Black ancestors. You know, we as a people, what no matter where you're from, your ancestry is like being close to the earth and being steward of the earth, taking care of the earth and allowing the earth to take care of you and not just the earth, the whole universe, experiencing life without shelter with children and, and, and being able to trust and know that like everything that's working in the whole wide, like universe, it has my back, no matter what situation I'm in, I'm safe and protected. And just having a faith, I think that's what is interconnectional through all like religious rather if you're religious spiritual even like atheists like everybody just has faith that we're going to like take the next step and our feet are going to be on the ground like the laws of the universe and gravity and attraction and things like that um i am i, I very much deeply believe in the law of attraction like how it ties into veganism is i think i mentioned it earlier is if all things are sentient you know all things are sentient beings uh we've all been here put on this planet, you know, for, with reason and with purpose. And I feel like, um, having a reason and purpose that does not include the suffering of others, you know, like that's not good karma. <laughs> I think most people maybe are not like tapped into how they move in the world because of the way society is set up. It's very fast. Everything's very, very, very fast. Um, being mindful and int- and intentional with all things <laughs> that relates to my like my world, my inner world, and and my inner world is a reflection of my outer world. Um, I try to keep those things like just very conscious and aware. After knowing, like once you have knowledge, to know better, to know better is to do better. So like. Once I knew what was going on in the animal agricultural industry and how it is affecting the environment, how animals are like legit, like tortured. And as a mother too, like the whole, like the dairy industry really messes with me as a mother. Um, I couldn't imagine bearing babies under that circumstance to only have them, you know, taken away from me. And that's not something, you know what I mean? I didn't realize until I was like, huh, you know, I had I had I had reason to like question like the status quo. I think a lot of people 
sometimes like it's it's very it's hard to slow down it's not always easy and i give and i give everybody grace for that so you mentioned uh there's no conscious consumption under capitalism and that's a big problem with the food industry i would argue with basically any industry because the main issue with uh for example the healthcare industry is because it stopped being about healing people and started being about making money mm-hmm. the food industry yeah. stopped being about feeding people and started being about making money and that's where all of our mm-hmm. problems come from mm-hmm. but as someone who owns a business how do you steer away from that mindset in your own activities and your own entrepreneurship that is a good question you know, i feel like i'm being interviewed by terry gross a little wow. bit <laughs> <laughs> nice that's like, that is such a good question that's a awesome compliment. Um, <laughs> Yeah, she's amazing. But uh, yes, that's a really good question. As an entrepreneur, I feel like, and then going along with the like operating under a capitalistic society is that it is my birthright to be successful and to have the money that my family needs in order to survive and thrive, especially as a, you know, a child of the formerly enslaved. My great grandmother, who I was very, very close with, like was Born in 1912 on the island of Puerto Rico, and her mother was property of, like, on a sharecropper sugar plantation. So I feel like ancestrally it is my birthright in order, like, to be successful and to flirt, to to grow and to flourish. And if I have to do so under this capitalistic society to do it in a way that benefits me and my family and also gives me an opportunity to be service to my community and be service to my family along those same lines of being like a child of the formerly enslaved is my ancestors did not get to take care of their children. They had to birth product and to take care of somebody else's child to take care of somebody else's land and somebody else's livelihood. And I really feel the deep blessing that it is that I have been able to like parent my children exclusively for the last few years. Um, because I didn't always get to do that. I am a single mom. I'm a single mom who doesn't have a lot of family in the physical realm. <laughs> that That's not easy. That is, that's, that's like real work. Um, and then doing it in a way that is healing on an ancestral level um, in the here and now, you know what I mean? Uh, all of us experience trauma in some form or fashion, especially as a black and brown person in the United States of America and having, you know, three um, male presenting children, you know, that that's not always easy. So I just try my best to use like my mailers are compostable, you know, supporting small businesses where I can giving people fair price so that it's accessible because, you know, for like the adobo, just the, on the, on the adobo, uh, the product side is giving people something that is authentic and that is good for us. You know what I mean? A lot of, like, if you go into a store and you look at the back of it, it has like different preservatives and anti-cracking and all this other stuff. And, you know, mine doesn't. <laughs> and um, I feel, I feel good about that. I feel good about giving that. I feel good about giving something that is true to my culture, true to my flavor, my individual <laughs> flavor, you know? And, and I really feel like it is something that brings joy to to my lineage. And then also having my children witness that, having my children see like, wow, mommy is building a business. They've also seen like, wow, we are 
quote unquote camping in our car with all of our belongings. And now we are in a stable home. We are like, we grow a garden and, and coming soon. I'm, I'm fingers crossed that I can get this particular herb to grow in Colorado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cause I can't ever find it in stores. That's one thing like the East coast and in here, like East coast, I have more access to like Caribbean dishes and, and uh, not, not necessarily like just herbs and spices and different roots, vegetables and things like that, that here in the mid, I've, Midwest, almost West, like is uh, catered to a, a different Hispanic demographic. So it's more like Southern, South and Southern American uh, cuisine, Mexican cuisine, and getting to explore those flavors too. You know, having access. I know I kind of went off of the original question. I apologize. Um, operating as an entrepreneur under capitalism is like there is no like fair consumption. We can only try our best. So it's just me trying my best and also giving people something that is good for them that I feel good about. In the end, it benefits all parties involved. That's, I think that's the biggest thing. I actually like care about my customers and not even my customers. I don't like calling them customers, my flavor homies. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, and my sister, I, I work a lot with women. So it's a lot of my sisters in the community and sharing healing with them. And when you heal a mother, especially a mother who is like the head of a home, you heal a family, you heal a, you heal a bloodline. Um, and it's not work that I'm doing. It's just work that I'm giving other people space and opportunity to do themselves and the love and encouragement that they need along the way and the support and the information. So just do good. Just do good. Do good. Feel good. Be good. Good comes back. Good goes out. There's no shortage of goodness when you are where the good comes from. That was an amazing, incredibly humbling answer. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. So you mentioned you're, uh, you're living in Colorado, but you're originally from Pennsylvania, right? I'm originally from New York. Okay. So I was, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. I was raised in Queensbridge. My family moved to Pennsylvania when I was like nine. Mm-hmm. We like, and it was rural Pennsylvania. This was Sealands Grove, oh. you know, <laughs> Northumberland County, Pennsylvania. We, you know, we got outdoorsy and all that stuff. <laughs> so like I had, I had a lot of experience in my childhood. I was like in the city where like grass is like surrounded by bars. And then also like in the country and we're going out hiking and being like sports people or whatever. And then I, uh, I went to boarding school in central Pennsylvania, Hershey, Pennsylvania, and then I stayed in the central Pennsylvania area until my late 20s, I think. How, how old am I? How long have <laughs> I been here? I don't know. Time is not real. Um, and then uh, I ventured out to the West, I originally to Oregon, in April 15th. 2018. So that's when I uh, I jumped ship from from Pennsylvania, and it's been a beautiful, wonderful experience. We got to eat our way across country. <laughs> so we went to like the Chicago Diner. Mm-hmm. We went to some random vegan bakery in like Salt Lake City. Nice. Uh, it was it was it was it was a grand adventure, and I'm so glad that this this stop here has been calm and loving and supported along the way. So I'm just, I'm super grateful and super, super humbled. And just thank you so much again for like asking me all of these incredible questions (laughs) and having this beautiful conversation. I know, right? (laughs) 
And now you're in Colorado where the bagels are terrible because the yeast doesn't rise. Oh, yeah. I'm not much of a baker, thank God, or else I would be having a horrible time. I have been having some successes, though. Like, I I, I'm, I love to be in the kitchen. Like, cooking is my favorite. I'm actually, I was peeling apples for an apple pie when this first started. <laughs> um, so, like, we like we, we definitely get down in Flavor Town over here, but I don't, like, the whole science behind baking is not my thing. I like the feeling of cooking two totally different worlds <laughs> yeah it is there's more science involved with baking and i don't have time for that so i'm just kind of like yeah no i'd rather just throw food science together and math were not my strong <laughs> my strong areas of study yeah i'm working on that well jania we could go on all day but i know it sounds like you've been incredibly busy even while talking to <laughs> yeah. us you've been out in the yard with yeah. your dog you've been peeling apples i heard something else going on so yeah. you've been doing a lot so i don't want to take up any more of your precious time but if somebody wants thank to thank you so much i appreciate it <laughs> but if somebody wants to check out your business or get a hold of you or learn more what's the best way to find out more support you learn more about your journey ask questions anything Awesome. If you're on Instagram, I'm on Instagram at Jaws Bites. So J-A-H-S-B-I-T-E-S at Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me at Mama Jaws, L-O-C, M-O-M-M-A-J-A-H-S, L-O-C. Um, that's on Facebook. I don't do the Twitter. I'm so old. <laughs> I don't either, so it's okay. The, I don't do a whole bunch of the social medias, but where I'm at, I'm super present, and um, you can get a hold of me anytime for any needs, and just uh, looking forward to like sharing the good word of a good life, the good folks, so get at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mama Ja, thank you so yes. much. This has been great. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. You're amazing. We, we didn't even get to all of our questions. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank You're you so amazing. Much. For this being your 50th, I can't wait to see you at 500. I want to see you <laughs> on NPR one day or something. You are just, you're fabulous. Maybe, hey, maybe, you know that. maybe Terry Grosso and interviews. You, John. I appreciate <laughs> thank you. you so I love much. you so much. Thank uh, you for I thinking of me for this opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming all on. All right, y'all. Take care. Have a great day. Full moon vibe. Bye. Bye, <laughs> Bye y'all. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Be Kind Podcast.